What's in the queue? 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 So it's very, very, very bright in this basement. It's scandalously bright. I did not plan. Uh, I knew the boyfriend was putting up some lights yeah. down here. Yeah, he did. Boy, howdy, diddy. Howdy, doody, diddy, for real. Uh, maybe it's so he can like see his comic books better. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. We could have just gotten him one of those headlight things yes. that goes on his head. <laughs> That'd have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> Father's Day is coming up. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I feel like, you know, last time we were here, it was like uh, when you're at the high school party and everybody's making out on the couch. Right. The Except us for the two not making out. Yes. Right. And then now it's like the parents have come home and they flipped on the lights. Yes. And it's like, hands up. I can see your pores. That's how much light is in here. <laughs> And you've got pretty flawless skin. I do. I do love my big, big pores. (laughs) Thanks for pointing them out. How how you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about last week. Um. Again, do not be sorry for being poisoned. Yeah, I definitely definitely got food because we went out Saturday afternoon to this one Mexican restaurant. In a little town just outside of Fort Wayne. That was your problem. No, it's a really good, like, it's genuinely a good restaurant. I've eaten there plenty of times before, never had a problem. But of the six people that went out with us to the restaurant that day, the three of us that had steak in our meals all got sick. What the fuck? So I think I might actually have to call the uh, health department on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Call them and be like, hey, I think your meat turned. Yeah. <laughs> They've probably already gone through it. They've probably already stuff. gone through it. Everyone's already gotten sick. It's There's fine. like a solid 50 people that <laughs> have food poisoning. That's fine. Um, the whole town. <laughs> it's a small town. <laughs> right. All 50 of them. <laughs> I was going to disagree and then I was like, no, she's right. Don't disagree with her. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So... I'm so excited. I I am both excited and scared to talk about this documentary. Well, I'm excited, A, that it came out because I was a younger person. 1993, this story happened. I'll tell yes. you what that is in one minute. So, I mean, I only heard the funny things about it. Right. And that's it. That's, that's all I knew about it. Yeah. I mean, Saturday Night Live, like every right. late night joke thing, every paper, it was all jokes. That's all. That's, That's all it. I really knew. Yeah. So I was like, ooh. Yeah. And it did not disappoint. Tell the fine folks who we are. We are What's in the Queue? With Krishana and Emily. <laughs> Everything's going to be in question. Oh, no, it is not. Why not? <laughs> Emily is leaving. <laughs> dunk, dunk, dunk. Walking up the stairs. Bye, Krishana. <laughs> can't narrate yourself going up those stairs. <laughs> but they'll not hear it in the microphone if I don't. <laughs> the cord's not that long. So, we have yet again another two-parter. Um, this is Lorena. Yes, it's on Amazon Prime. It's technically four episodes. We're going to talk about the first two episodes tonight. Yeah. Uh, we'll do the next two episodes after that. Maybe. Um, 
the description uh, from executive producer Jordan Peele, which, first of all, woo, woo, woo. this four-part docuseries investigates the events of 1993, where Lorena Bobbitt sliced off her husband's penis after years of abuse. John and Lorena Bobbitt's stories exploded into a into a 24-hour news cycle. She became a national joke, her suffering ignored by the male-dominated press. But as John spiraled downward, Lorena found strength in the scars of her ordeal. Um, this documentary was a hearty reminder that coming up as a young girl, soon to be a teenage girl, in the mid to late 90s, early 2000s, I grew up with a lot of women who just stopped taking shit from men. Like, yeah. uh, there, I mean, th- this was a big one. This, this, Lorena Bobbitt, as little as I knew about the story, taught me that if a man ever hurts you, cut off his penis. Yeah. Um, and then, did you ever hear the song Independence Day by Martina McBride? <laughs> is that a country person? Yes. Okay, no. Okay. The whole gist of the song is that this little girl who has watched her mom get beat time and time again uh-huh. by her dad, um, her mom sends her off to the county fair for the day. And um, as she's at the county fair, she hears the fire trucks. She goes home. Her mom has, like, burned down the house with her and the abusive husband in it. So that was the other lesson that I learned, that if you don't cut a man's penis off, you burn down the house with him in it. Whoa. So that was my childhood. That's an aggressive country song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that. Country girls don't fuck around. Earl had to die or something like that. Earl had to. That's another. Add yeah. that onto the list. There's a bunch of Carrie Underwood songs. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, this took place, this incident of uh, penile removal took place M- on. Malicious wounding, I think is yeah. how they officially call it. Malicious wounding. Um, happened June 23rd, 1993. Yay! Yeah, well, um, uh, what were you doing June of 93? I don't know. I know we, we sort of had this conversation with the Michael Jackson one. Um, I know I would have been nine at that time. I, I would have turned ten that October. Yeah, I mean, I was living here in Indiana. Okay. L- leaving Michigan. Okay. <laughs> I don't Let, want to talk about it. <laughs> li- li- listeners, what were you doing in June of 93? Tell us. Please tell us. Yeah. Um... So at 5.06 a.m., a call for an ambulance um, comes in. uh, All the police and 911 operators, fire, like, nobody wanted to say over the radio what happened. Penis. (laughs) Penis. Penis. Um, Penis. (laughs) But they knew something was gone. Off of someone else, and, and they a, needed to find it. An appendage had been removed from a man, <laughs> and they had to go find it. Yeah. Um, John Bobbitt uh, is rushed to the hospital. Um, he lost a third of his blood volume. Uh, they called in a urologist. Um, well, can we talk about why he lost so much blood there for a bit? He was too drunk to get out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Right, which... Uh, Okay. Also, I want a disclaimer. Should we admit our biases? <laughs> no. I, I, I think I'm, it's pretty obvious. I'm comfortable putting on the record. Mm-hmm. I am very biased against John Wayne Bobbitt. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's my bias for the rest of the episodes. Right. Actually, that's the bias for the rest of my life. It's but I do like how this kind of was like, 
here's this side, here's that side, here's right. the, you know, a little does, bit of back and but forth. Both John and Lorena are in the documentary. Yeah. They both talk a lot. One of them has aged much better than the other one. Okay, there is, this is, this is getting into a sidetrack already and we're eight minutes in. Um, there is like an ancient medieval theory that good people are beautiful and bad people are ugly. And mm. I know that, I know that's not true. Definitely not. It's definitely not. But I have seen some pretty dank memes about <laughs> uh, certain politicians who may or may not wish ill on little brown children mm-hmm. uh, who compare to someone who maybe just wants people to be people and just like let people live their lives. Like right. they age differently. Right, and there is that thing, you know, which I'm pretty positive is actual science that, you know, anger, all that stuff, it puts wear and tear not only on the inside, but the outside. Mm -hmm. I mean, same with somebody who smokes a lot. Eventually around your mouth, you're going to get those smokers lines Mm -hmm. and laugh lines for if you're always happy or squinting in the sun a lot. I do both of those. (laughs) I have like 5,000 pairs of sunglasses. Uh Which they're always on the top of your head. And I always get to the point where I reach for my sunglasses and I have none. And then I got to go collect them all up and put them back in the car. (laughs) (laughs) It's bad. Anywho. Uh, Back to removed penises. It shows a removed penis. Did you notice how tiny it was? Also, Also, like... Like the the whole there there is it, this is not a graphic documentary at all except for that there but there are a couple shots of John Bobbitt's uh, lower abdomen um, private region with yeah. with the penis missing and then there is there are photos of the found penis. Yeah. Did they take pictures? They didn't pay, take pictures out in the field. This is like on no. a, this is on a surgical tray. Right, and we'll get to why I think there was no pictures oh, yeah, out no, in yeah, the no, field. We, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, and look, I ain't even, I ain't even down and on that. You can't help what you're born with, and some people are growers and not showers. That's true. I don't want to spend the entire episode making dick jokes. <laughs> can we talk but about some, penises more? Some please? of them, some some dick jokes are going to come up. Definitely. Um, so John says. This is John's accounting. Yes. Um, that Lorena was trying to arouse him. Um, and then he was like, you know, I kind of thought it was a dream. I wasn't sure. His friend Robbie was there. And um, basically, you know, John was getting ready to divorce Lorena. Right. So they, he says. They were allegedly at the end of their marriage. Um, and, and she did not want this divorce, according to John. According to and John. And so he needed help. From his buddy, uh, Robbie. Um, And so she was pissed about the divorce, and that's why she cut his winky wink off. Wink did you say penis? Winkers. Weenus? Penis. Dick? Dick. Chubby? Uh, Master of ceremonies? What's my last name? (laughs) Boner. (laughs) (laughs) Only according to you. The rest of them claim otherwise. Yeah, that's true. Um... Then we, you know, we get to meet some of the doctors, some of the police. The, the first responders. Um, the fr- the forensic tech that had to, like, dive into a garbage can seconds before the garbage truck got there to get the knife out. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, she, she, she cuts his penis off. Yeah. And takes off. 
She's With got the a, penis and the knife. Yeah, she's got a knife in one hand and a penis in the other. Somehow driving. Throw, throws the knife in this garbage can and then left hand throws out of the driver's side window. Over the car into a ditch. Yeah. So, they're, I mean, they're super looking for this dude's dick. Yes. Um, They've got Lorena. <laughs> she, she went to the police station. Yeah. Um, because she had also gone to the hospital to report the rape that yeah. had happened that night. Yeah. Uh, and the police are like, okay, we'll get to that, but what'd you do with the penis? She's like, and she's oh. like, well, I think I threw it uh, around this road. I think. I don't know. It was at a stop sign. Yeah. So all these cops go out and they're, they're looking. Mind you, this is like six in the morning. <laughs> and this has got to be the strangest call they've gotten. In a hot minute. Especially because nobody can say penis over the radio. No. Nobody. They were, like, so... Like, we, we don't want to upset his dignity. Anyways. Anyhow. So, one cop accidentally maybe kind of sort of stepped on it. Yes. He well, was like, oh, here it is, pointing with his boot. Because, because he doesn't want to touch it. he's a Christian. And as a good Christian <gasps> man, he can't touch another man's penis. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I swear on everything. Does that mean he can't give CPR to women? He probably couldn't give CPR to men. Because that would be homosexual in nature. Right? He'd have to marry the, marry the woman you, first yeah. before he gave him Anyhow. CPR. Anyways. But, so, they find the penis. Conveniently, it is uh, across the street from a 7-Eleven. So, bearing the nub, they run it into the 7-Eleven, put it on ice... In a okay, hot hey. dog bag. <laughs> in a hot dog bag. This <laughs> sounds like a comedy setup. This this is this is why late night television in 1993 and 94 yeah. had a fucking field day with it. Right. She cut his dick off. Yeah. She cut his dick she off. She threw it out of her car. They saved it in a hot dog container tray thing, thing. on ice. Yeah. So, yeah. So. That happened. And I would say, even if this was like, John was solely just a victim, it would still be funny. I would still laugh a little bit. <laughs> if, if only for the fact of, and this kind of ties into the, the segue that the documentary does, for all these years, women have put up with the shit of men. And I, that's a bias of mine that I feel like it's okay to cut off a man's penis if he hurts you. But what do you mean, Emily? Men don't treat women fairly ever. Um, this documentary <laughs> does a good job of couching this event into recent historical events of yes. the time. So four years earlier in 1989, um, the Surgeon General actually came out and was like, "Hey, we should talk about how much we beat women because it's not good." And it happens a lot. And it's not even being reported that much. Yeah. Uh, cut to 1990. Reported 100,000. Um, I don't remember if that was domestic assault or if that was rapes. Uh, but the estimated was that a million actually happened. Um, Which is insane. 1991, Anita Hill uh, versus... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no. What was that guy's name? Clarence Thomas? Yes. Yes. Clarence Thomas was up for Supreme Court nomination. Anita Hill came forward and said, hey, this guy not a good guy. He did this to me. He did this to me. He did this to me. And everyone's like, cool story. Uh, 
nomination passes, which I want you to remember that when Joe Biden is the Democratic uh, 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 nominee for... I don't think he's going to be. Oh, yeah, he is. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, he is. We'll talk about that later. Mayor Mayor Pete's got some heat. Mm, He doesn't have the stamina, though. Uh, Also, uh, Democrats are dumb and keep voting for the same thing over and over again. Anywho, we're not a a political podcast. I'm voting for myself this year. Great. Good choice. 1992, the William Kennedy Smith rape case, which kind of reminded me a lot of that fucking Brock Turner case (laughs) where a dude was like, um, well, I I didn't rape her. I didn't rape her. Yeah. Even though all of the evidence clearly said... Yeah, I know he raped her. Yeah. Uh, 1992 Tailhook Convention. I had never heard of this. Have no, you ever no, heard no, of no, this? no, 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 uh, no. Basically, 83 female service members were assaulted at one convention. And most of those charges were dropped because they were high-ranking senior officials. No. So, this is just, what, one, two, three, four, four years worth of history. Yeah. Leading up to... Yeah. Lorena Bobbitt. So, fast forward, they, they get... His penis hooked back up. They plug it back in. And it works. It's like fine. There, There's a, a urologist who... Um, oh, there the urologist in there. I'm Wait. blanking on his name. Um, Not Mike Perry. No. No. Whatever. Um, <laughs> he, he did that, like, 90s thing that the nightly news used to do where they would... If they're talking to a doctor, they would make the doctor put on their scrubs. Yeah. And, like, sit in an operating room. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like, you don't need to do that but it he looks was good real busy though that was his only time he had to talk oh sure yeah yeah definitely, they definitely a lot of gray's anatomy they That's definitely didn't stage that at all no um but i just thought that was funny maybe it was his idea probably maybe he was like this will make me this look, look even good. more powerful i'm definitely a doctor i am definitely god <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so he hooks it all up everything working wouldn't it have been funny if he put it on upside down and it made him like pee into his own face um again cartoon comedy excellent did you notice that one of the doctors the oh it was the urologist it was not the microsurgeon there was a microsurgeon and a urologist that reattached the penis um the urologist was like well if i don't have a penis to put back on i can't do anything so i'm just gonna there's a a technique that i can do where i just kind of fold the urethra into some skin and he can sit down and pee like a woman for the rest of his life. And I'm like, do dudes never sit down to pee? Like when they poop, do don't you? I'm sure you, sometimes if like, they're is that, dropping a big deuce and sure. they're like, oh man, I got to pee again. Just go ahead and pee. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know. But it it's just, also the thing It just of sounded like, so disparaging. Like pee like a woman. Well, yeah, but I kind of feel like that was more of a front on John. Like was, he's not going to be a man anymore. But 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 that's what yeah. that's what grinds my gears is that if you're not a man, oh, you're that's, a woman. That grinds my gears. I does fucking grind my gears. Right. <laughs> but if you think of it in terms of a super male macho perception that he right. had of himself, you're right. It would be horrible to him to have to sit down and pee. And how many times in Which just is this, good? How many times in the, just this like first episode did they like? That somebody says she did the unthinkable. It's unthinkable. It's unthinkable that a because man wouldn't have a penis. Talking all has penises. It's it's the thing you know. Like uh, I always remember if we saw someone else get kicked in the nuts, every dude would be like, Ugh, like mm-hmm. it makes their stomach hurt mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, 
So it's kind of that thing. Everybody, every so, dude is grabbing their penis. Remember like, it. Remember, uh, and Whoopi, we'll get into Whoopi Goldberg's bit, but Whoopi's got some good material about men, you know, actually maybe thinking about some bad shit happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so uh, we meet Carlos Sanchez for the Washington Post. Um, I liked him. Yeah, he seemed cool. Journalist, but okay. Yeah, but when you're at your local... You know, you're a small town, but you're feeding into a bigger paper. Oh, no, he's WAPO. He was oh, I Wapo. thought it was, like, subsec... Like no, 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 no. I mean, feeding his, into his, the Washington Post. His like, beat included uh, Prince William County, yeah. Yeah. Virginia, oh, that true, this takes true. place in. So, yeah. like, that was... Yeah, that's, like, his local area that he covers for the Washington Post, but he's WAPO. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Get it, Carlos Sanchez. <laughs> um, he met Lorena the next day at the courthouse... Um, where Lorena says to him, just in passing, basically, he raped me. Yeah. So that, that's, that's her story from the beginning. That's the first thing that the outside world gets to hear that maybe she's not just some crazy woman, some crazy some, woman. Some hot blooded Latina. Yeah. I believe they hot, throw, yes, I believe they throw that term around. Um,. Uh, we meet Greg Murphy, who was John's attorney, and James Lowe, uh, Lorena's attorney, um, and Alan Hogue. I thought it was Hague. Or Hague. I don't know. The, how, yeah. Basically, it's, her media she manager. Got a like PR person. Yeah. Which. Smart. It's smart, but also, it kind of fucked her over. Right. Because uh, the newspapers were like, oh, she's got a PR? All right. Put her name in the paper. Right. And here was my question. Were they already putting out the hot Latina temporary woman no. before she had the PR person? Not yet. It was um, husband, or it was um, like husband uh, assaulted by wife. Wife claims husband raped oh, her. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it was a lot of husband did this, wife did that. Yeah. Uh, from what I saw of the articles they flashed by, I didn't see. Yeah. A bias like that yet? But right, that's a really they good point. They weren't releasing right. anyone's names because at that time... Well, at that time, it's technically a sex crime because yeah. Lorraine Bobbitt is claiming rape and John Bobbitt had his penis cut off. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying that. Penis, penis. Penis. Cut off. Cut, cut off. off a penis. Cut off a penis. Cut it off. Anyways. Um, so, uh, uh, Vanity Fair... Um, Gets Lorena to do her first interview right before her trial. Before um, John's trial. But Yeah, before yes. John's trial. Because there's two different trials in this. Um, one against John uh, for uh, raping, hurting, spousal abuse, all that kind of stuff um, to Lorena. And then Lorena's trial for cutting off right. someone's penis. <sighs> Anyways. Um, um, and, and they kind of... There's like all these pictures... Uh, Lorena yeah. in a bathing suit in a pool. And I don't even know why anyone would want to take that picture. Well, I mean, I mean, I can understand why they're f- talking about. I can understand why the photographer wants to take a picture because Lorena's hot. Lorena's yeah. hot. And it's, it is this story of he raped me. So, you know, like, why not document her? Right. In different ways. I don't know. Um, uh, the arraignment went bad. Yeah, it didn't um, go great. Well, and during Lorena's 
uh, not investigation, interro- interrogation statement. In yeah, her, her, sta- her, her in first, first initial statement. statement at the hospital. At, literally at the hospital, talking to the police. She says something along the lines of he, uh, about how he, John, always finishes first. He never let me finish first. Uh, and so I cut it off. And that does not sound good. Nope. But as her defense attorney rightly says, like a good defense attorney should say, um, English is not her first language. Nope. She didn't have a lawyer present. Nope. And she was clearly in shock. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you're like, I'm going to go cut someone's penis off tonight, it's still a thing to actually do it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So then John was uh, charged with marital abuse. Um, so. Which, did you find it interesting that, uh, they, they put up a graphic from 93 about what states recognize spousal rape. Indiana was one of them. <sighs> they probably just did it. The pro- pro- well, probably. If we still have it, I'd be surprised. Uh, Anywho. Yeah, I've gotten into that discussion with people where, uh, is, uh, is it rape with your spouse? Yeah. If they say no... Yeah. If they don't want to do it. Yeah. 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 You don't even have to say no. If, right. Yeah. I mean, right. Like, yeah. Like, no in whatever body language words you're saying. Yeah. No. I don't want to. Mm. Okay. And getting the... No, it's not. <laughs> Look. Try it. Excuse me. Let me get the try dictionary. <laughs> let me get the dictionary. Yeah. Um, so, uh, throughout all this, John was unemployed. Um... And so, basically, Lorena's the breadwinner of the household. Yeah. Um, but just being a manicurist at that. Yeah. Which, not enough to bring in the bills. It's pretty sweet, though. Yeah. Um, on 2020, you know, they want to do a story right a week before the trial. Um, and and John's attorneys are like, can, can you not? Because, basically, what you're trying to say is it's not looking good for my dude. Right. And they're like, oh, but it's looking good for our ratings. Yeah. Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so now, like every documentary in my life is now doing, we're going to flash back. Here's all, the, here's all the shit that's happening, but let's go back. Oh, for John's history? And, and, and talk yeah. about John and Lorena and how they met and getting married and just tell the story. I like it. <sighs> I like it. Because basically, like, right about the time that I get mad at one of the players in the story, it's like, it's like, uh, okay, and we're going to move this way now. And we're going to flow this way now. Flow this way now. (laughs) Um, And they start talking about um, that that they got married very fast. um, Mm -hmm. And at that time, Lorena, I mean, really could barely speak English. um, and, And John was in the Marines. Yeah, he was. I I'm willing to admit John was nineties hot. Yeah. Yeah. When he was young. Yeah. When he was young. When when he was young. <laughs> um and just kind of uh Lorena, like her dream was to come to the US. She was um from Venezuela and Ecuador area. Um and it was her sweet sixteen gift to to go to the U.S. for a trip. And so that just really amplified, like, she wanted to go there. So uh, when she 
turned 18. She went there on a student visa or came here on a student visa. Um, and whammo, bammo, there's John and la, 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 all the sweet words. Married. With a, an engagement ring that he found at the bottom of a pool. Yup. We'll get into that in episode two. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so basically, like, John's trial happens first. Uh, no cameras in the courtroom for that one. No court TV Correct. at that time. Um, but there were definitely tourists and souvenirs and somebody selling t-shirts and underwear. Um, yeah. I didn't write down that one, but it was something like, uh, Virginia, a cut above. A cut above the rest. Yeah. Um, shoot, what was the other one? The other one was kind of funny, too. Uh, the one, okay, two things, three things I giggled at. Uh, Gay Talese was there. The yeah. guy that was in Voyeur. Yes. Did you notice him? Yes, in his I was like, coat? I can't wait for Emily. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for listeners, if you don't remember, uh, Gay Talese was the journalist who worked in the documentary Voyeur to cover the one guy that owned the hotel that liked to watch people fuck. Um, second thing that made me giggle was the worker at the 7-Eleven that was on duty the night that, or the morning that the penis was found and brought in and put on ice. He was standing there on camera holding a bag of ice Saying that he had <laughs> yeah. not received a thank you note from John <laughs> for icing up his penis. Um, and then the third thing that made me giggle was I looked behind that guy. Did you notice the gas prices? No. 97 cents a gallon. Yes. Now, I do remember when my friends started driving before me, like $5 filling up the tank of gas. Uh-huh. I remember 56 cents, like, a gallon. And I remember the first time gas went over a dollar and the swear words that came out of my mother's mouth. Yeah. 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 Remember the first time it went to $4 under Bush? Yeah. And everybody was flipping the frick out? Yep. Now we're, like, gradually, tastefully, like, oh, here's a $4 here. Oh, now we're at $3.99. Now we're at $3.57. Hey, I guess we'll go to $2.50. I got some Kroger Fuel Points. I got it for, like... 265 the other day. I had uh, about a year ago or so, I got it for like a dollar something. Because like gas happened to be low and I had a bunch of Kroger points. I was like, oh my god! I just want to be like, wee! Spraying it everywhere. <laughs> no. No. Hmm. Um, anywho. But, so this whole, tr- even without cameras in the courtroom, this trial is a circus. Oh yeah. Um, because we are solidly in uh, the 24-hour news cycle. Mm-hmm. And Court TV dominates at that time. Yeah. Give me some good old-fashioned Nancy Grice. <laughs> Not yet. I know. Can we talk but about the... that's all I associate Court TV with is Nancy Grice. Okay. That's fair. Like, I mean, any... she's the derivation of Court TV. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, can we talk about the stupid jurors on John's trial? Can we? Can... I, mean, I mean, can we? Can we? There's legally, one. Can we legally talk about it? I don't know. Yes. They're in the documentary. <laughs> uh, there's one, Kenneth Holsey, I think is how. Yes. I believe the note I wrote next to his name is fuck this guy. And then there's <laughs> Becky Rinker. She was fine. Um, Kenneth's whole argument for why he felt John Bobbitt was not guilty in the rape of Lorena Bobbitt was Lorena dressed differently on different days of the trial. Hooray. Um, one day she would come in and she would look very humble. And then the next day she would come in with makeup on. Krishana, can you believe it? She oh wore makeup God. to court. That slut. <laughs> she was tempting someone else to cut their penis off. All right, fuck those guys. We're not going to talk about them anymore. Um, <laughs> so the way John described the mm-hmm. night of the incident was he was at work until 2.30, mm-hmm. which 
pretty sure he wasn't working at that time, but whatever. Right. Um, they, he was out with Robbie, the, uh, the friend that was also at the apartment when the incident happened. They were doing B-52 shots. Did you write this down? No, because it was so stupid. Bailey's, Kahlua, and Grand Marnier. No. What the fuck? No. 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 Anyways. Went home. John John wasn't drunk, though. No, he just had, like, a few shots. He was just really tired. So tired. But he wasn't so tired that he couldn't take off his clothes and fold them neatly. Yeah. Like a good little Marine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, the judge also was an awesome sauce, ruled only to allow what happened within three days, five days, uh, before the incident. Right. So, the four years previous of yeah. abuse. Nah. 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 It's not a build-up. It's not relevant. No. Um, the, even the experts were saying she didn't show any signs of being raped. Well, and her underwear was cut, not torn. Yeah. With scissors. Yeah. Where do they have scissors? At her place of employment, which she went to after the incident. Because no body anywhere has scissors, but this place. You don't have scissors at home. Who has scissors at home? I've mean, got scissors? like three pairs up there, but that's not the point. What? That's so I can, that's did so I, you do it? I, yes. I Did you cut her underwear? The three pairs of scissors that I have in my house in 2019. When you were nine? I went... Back in time, gave the scissors to when I was nine, told myself about Virginia, because I don't even think I knew where Virginia was yet, Mm-mm. and took my nine-year-old self there. This is, oh, yeah. this is off. I, I can't even finish this movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, November 10th, 1993, John Bob is not guilty. Cool. Did you hear his lawyer's gaffe about being able to tell, tell a lie? Okay, so um, was it it Murphy? Greg Murphy was his Uh lawyer. Uh, Greg Murphy's out there um, giving a statement after the verdict comes back. And he goes, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, we're just, we're thrilled with this verdict. Um, My uh, my client is uh, completely incapable of telling the truth. (laughs) I mean, telling a lie. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's a Freudian slip? I think Uh that's a Freudian slip. Uh Uh-huh. Anywho. It sure is. End of episode one. Episode two, Woman in Trouble. Yeah. Uh, Lorena is charged with malicious wounding. Malicious wounding. Um, ba- basically, it's the idea that uh, you you premeditated hurting someone. Yeah. Which, it, I mean, technically the number of times I've said already in 34 minutes that I think men should have their penises cut off would probably count as premeditation if I ever actually cut off a penis. Joe, I love you. Should Joe wear a cup at all times now? Oh, we already had a discussion about how many times I'm going to talk about (laughs) cutting off a penis while recording this episode. and Doing what? Cutting off a penis. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I would love for like, after you go back and edit, tally? Like, just a tally. Like a ting. Oh, I don't know how to put in sound effects. Maybe we could offer like a Jolly Rancher to somebody if they get the correct ones. I will. I will mail a Jolly Rancher. One. One singular Jolly Rancher. I'll make it a watermelon one though. I got you, baby. You know that's a good one. (laughs) I will mail one single watermelon to whoever 
correctly guesses the number of times. And you can sit there and count. Just let us know. How many times times of what? I say cut off a penis. And you can, and and the conjugation of that verb is, is whatever. Count, count all conjugations of cutting off a penis. Cut off peni. Um, so, uh, they, they do end up getting a divorce. Yes. Thank um, goodness. Before her trial. Um, and John went to go live on a farm to hide, (sighs) to hide, went to Hooters. Oh my God. For for a John Bobbitt lookalike contest. He tells his lawyer, he's like, yeah, so there's this thing going on in town. It's a John Wayne Bobbitt lookalike contest. And I think I want to, I think I could win it. And his lawyer's like, yeah, I would hope so. But don't leave the ranch. What are you doing? The fact that he said, I think I can win it. He's the person that they're trying to fucking okay, look a little but for. how many times did Hugh Jackman get told, oh, there's no way. You can't be the guy that plays Wolverine. You don't even look anything like him. Like, that's, that, that, that's I, a thing? That's a thing. People didn't realize that was Hugh Jackman? Yeah. 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 Anywho. Oh, wow. Um, so not only does John move to this ranch out in Colorado Springs, um, he makes sure to tell us in this documentary how much sex he had with his new girlfriend. Oh, my God. Thanks, John. Yeah. Um, Howard Stern even had a telethon to raise money for John. Ugh. He got $190,000. And then the penis, the giant <laughs> penis... Uh, marker. That was enjoyable. Uh, what what is that word? Uh, it's the like the arrow that goes up the the chart like on a how clock. much. Yeah, yeah, like a it was like a clock hand that goes up to the how much money they've raised. When they announced it, it jizzed glitter. It did. Which okay, in my happy part of my brain, yeah. made me think of Carrie Fisher, because if you ever got to meet Carrie Fisher at like a convention or anything, uh-huh. she would baptize you in glitter. Which is honestly the most Carrie Fisher thing ever. And I'm sorry that now that I brought her up in regards to John Bobbitt's penis, but <laughs> glitter made me think of glitter. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, John is totally capitalizing on getting his penis cut off. He cannot stay out of the public eye. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, I can't help it. <clears throat> um, so... Uh, Lorena, they're trying to do uh, claim temporary insanity after all the years of abuse. Yeah, um, irresistible impulse is what they're trying to yeah. prove. Um, as, Which as her doesn't defense. sound like a good excuse. Like, I, the, the title, irresistible impulse. Oh, no, I see. I think it's a very good defense. Because, because like, legally... Oh, the def- like, the actual explanation of it, yes. Yes. But just... Oh, the title? Yeah. Is simply irresistible. <laughs> She's so fine. Um, There's no, but no telling where my penis went. There <laughs> is a uh, potential 20-year sentence for malicious wounding. Yeah. And when Lorena is offered a plea deal, uh, the district attorney, uh, Ebert? Paul Ebert, Ebert is the district attorney who was also the district attorney during John's trial, but I guess that's not unheard of because he's the district attorney, whatever. Right. Um, He's like, okay, if you admit that you had premeditation, that yes. you planned on doing this, we'll give you, what they say, like four months in jail? Like not even, right. not even anything serious. But she would be convicted of a felony. Right. And as such could never get her citizenship 
Right. Which makes me think that even though she was married to John for four years, she never applied for naturalization. Because if she was married... Well, maybe John didn't let her. It's possible. Maybe she was too busy earning all the money for their family. Right. Whatever. Um, Lorena does say no to that. Yeah. And then we get your time jumps again. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And, and I already explained that yes. time jump. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's... But, like, she goes back and she talks very lovingly about yeah. her growing up in Ecuador and Venezuela and then coming to the United States on the trip and moving here. And, like, that's where you find out that, like, when she moved to America, she moved in with some friends of the family or, like, like distant extended family members. Right. And they they all were like, well, it's pretty obvious that Lorena loved John, but we did not like John. He never remembered his wallet. He uh, just, he never seemed like a good dude to us. Yeah. But they were like, but Lorena was happy and her parents were happy. So what else could <sighs> right. we do? Right. You know? I mean, you know, she was 19 years old. Um, her first boyfriend that they, you know, she had dated for 10 months and they were always chaperoned. Absolutely. So, you know, good yeah. looking Marine dude comes along. Fine. Again, finds a ring at the bottom of the marine pool on Quantico and gives it to her. I'm like, <sighs> really? But, but, and I get that you shouldn't be, you're not marrying the guy for the ring. Yeah. I get it. But that's it, just one of those things where, like, I feel like that's a, oh, ha ha, will you marry me? But then, like, go out and actually get something. Right. And, I mean, it may, may very well be. A lot more romantic at that time than when you're twenty you got me something. A ring out yeah, of the pool. yeah. You know, like it well, been and a I'm, more thing, but whatever. I'm definitely one of those women that like I don't ask for diamonds. I go buy my diamonds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I mean, she even talks about that time as a good time. And oh yeah, their you know, marriage was great when it started. Yeah, it was great until it wasn't. <clears throat> yeah. So in the you know media and everywhere else, she's being portrayed as a violent person um, that just wasn't satisfied with her sex life. Um, and finally, when this trial starts, she can actually talk about all the abuse that she endured. Um, and they list it all. Yeah. Um, I personally lost count of the number of witnesses that came up for the defense. <laughs> right. But. Which, if that judge in John's trial would have let that happen. Yeah. But, this would have been slam dunk across the board. But the problem is, I understand why they didn't for John's case. Because legally, you are prosecuting him on charges of rape. So, like, so who's going to bring that? Is the district attorney going to bring up the years of abuse? It should be. It okay. should be allowed. As as evidence of him raping his wife that night? Like, legally. Legally, I understand why they didn't. Well, it's and, shit, and that's, I mean, I that's a classic lawyer court right. move is to try and minimize the damage for, you know, what's happening because you're trying to win your case and... If you can convince the yeah. judge, you convince the judge. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Um, but women around the country and world started supporting her, and oddly enough, men didn't. What? <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, but Barbara, Wal- Barbara Walters in some glorious 90s eyeliner, which <sighs> I forgot that we were all supposed to line the our bottom waterline. Yep. 
But actually not on the waterline. Like, actually at the lash line mm-hmm. on the bottom part of your eyelid. I forgot we were all supposed to line that in the 90s. Yeah. Whew, I'm so glad we stopped Which is that. why I can't do eyeliner today. Oh, really? Because I was still trying to get the hang of that when they changed it on me. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, no, you really have to, like, open the eye and yeah. get the eyeliner, like, and I just go, I go, on <laughs> the water. Yeah, yeah no, it makes it. a big difference. Can't do it, man. Anywho, um, not to just treat Barbara Walters as someone who wears makeup, but she brings up this really good point about how men and women across the country view the case so differently. Yeah. And the two men on the panel with her are like, well, yeah, the unthinkable happened to this man. And Barbara Walters is like, yeah, after years of abuse, like, a woman mm-hmm. stood up for herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yup. Um, and, you know, uh, I'll give one story. How about that? One story of abuse? Oh, yeah, we could each do a couple. Or we could um, each do one. The first time the abuse happened, uh, she was recalling on the stand, um, was after they were leaving a bar. Um, he was drunk driving. She was trying to grab the steering wheel. You know, it's like this whole thing. Like, she's like, dude, you're driving like a cuckoo. Right. Pull over. Yeah. And he's like, nah. And his brother was in the back. Um, and, uh, John ended up punching her right in the chest Mm -hmm. and his brother was encouraging him on. Um, and then once they got home, he grabbed her and it just continued to escalate from there. Right. And that first night. I don't know who called the cops. Somebody called the cops. Yeah, I think it was a neighbor. It had to have been like a neighbors that. that called the cops um, because the co- cops show up and they're like, do you have somewhere to go, Lorena? And she's like, no, but I'll leave anyway. Mm-hmm. And she goes and spends the night in her uh, parking lot of where she works. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, so as is typical with abusive relationships, it escalates. Mm -hmm. So just like a quick rundown of kind of everything that gets listed. It's the pushing, the yelling, the grabbing, derogative names, uh, bruises, and rape. Yeah. Including anal rape. Yeah. Uh, You know, John's on the stand and he's like, well, I I never forced her to have sex. I never hit her. Cut to two of his best friends on the stand talking about the air quotes guy talk. Yeah. That they would all engage in where it was John liked force. John liked to have forced sex mm-hmm. because he liked girls to squirm. Mm-hmm. He liked to make them bleed mm-hmm. and it really turned him on. Yeah. Um, and he did admit to holding her down. Well, yeah, but he had to stop her from hitting him. <sighs> yeah. Which. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, as a good attorney does, um, they brought out a form where in this form he admitted to hitting her and he was charged with battery for it. And he's like, oh, no, I don't remember signing that. <laughs> All right. Is this your signature? Yeah. Yep. But did you write that? I don't know. Yeah. No, his story doesn't add up. No. Um, I think one of the papers called him befuddled. Yeah. On the stand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, basically, by, by the end of episode two, the prosecution did an okay job showing Lorena as a, as, a violent, as a woman of violent tendencies. But the defense did a better job of showing a pattern of abuse that could lead to someone snapping. Yeah. Um, but they do, they do end the episode on a cliffhanger. It's like, was it clinically and legally enough to declare irresistible impulse? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, that's the first two episodes. Done. Yeah. Yeah. We'll or, see you in like four weeks. Uh, well, just kidding. We'll do better this time. Like I'm 
ready to go watch Game of Thrones. Peter, Peter. Okay, right now. Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Yes. Um, I want to hear your predictions right now for what's going to happen. Well, my original prediction that I texted to you so that I had it on record somewhere. And I loved it. Did not way. come true. So I'm not even going to talk about that one. Um, shit. Is it bad to say I don't care? What? I kind of don't care. I kind of don't care who sits on the iron chair anymore. Um, season's almost over. <laughs> what do you mean? Season's series over. Almost, season, season's over. Series is over. I don't care. Let's just wrap it up. Burn the chair down. None of it matters anymore. The world needs to burn up. Wow. Yeah, what about you? What do you think is going to happen in the season finale? Well, I don't know, Debbie fucking Downer. (laughs) (laughs) Is is it your hurt feelings? Is it like you're hurt because it's over, so I'm just going to pretend that I don't care? Possibly. But I also had similar experiences while watching Endgame, which makes me a little nervous about watching Rise of Skywalker later on this year. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm emotionally shut off from the things that I love because then they can't hurt me. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So I was talking with my cousin about this real, you know, today and I was asking her and, um, she's like, well, you know, Daenerys might, uh, or, you know... A cool one would be Sansa. Sansa ending up on the throne. Yeah, sure. And I said, and I really, I said, I like that because I like the thought of Tyrion full circling back around, you know, all this. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they shared a moment in the crypts. They shared a moment. Yeah. So what if they ruled together as I'm, king and queen? You know what? I'll take it. And I said, what I ghost wanted. Ghost for the Iron Throne. Put ghost on that Iron <laughs> Throne. And Tormund can get water and food for him. Because the obvious, like, the 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 obvious thing would be that John takes the throne. Yeah, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. Well, they're going to have it! You are going to find out before I am, so. Yeah, what's great is that everyone listening to this, it will have already happened like mm-hmm. a week ago. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I know we don't do a lot of social media anymore, but I would love to talk to you guys about Game of Thrones. We don't do any anymore. Um, no, but my personal Instagram is Emily underscore Bonner. That's spelled B-O-N-E-R. Um, talk to me on the internet about Game of Thrones because I'd love to talk about it. Yeah, I don't know what my things are, but you can find me. If you find her, you'll find me. That's right. Um, all right, so we'll be back next week with uh, Lorena parts uh, three and four. Yeah. Uh, check it out on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And we'll talk to you later. Yeah. All right, we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.